Hello and welcome to this episode of Pipeline to Profitability. I'm Alan Ferguson, and this podcast is proudly sponsored by Service Success Academy. So today, I'm proud to welcome Brigham Dickinson, the founder of Power Selling Pros. Now, this is not the first time Brigham's been on this podcast, and I'm sure it's not going to be the last. So I'm going to bring Brigham in to uh, tell us all about the amazing services that Power Selling Pros provides to improve your call conversion rate for your CSRs. Welcome, Brigham. So welcome uh, again, Brigham, to um, the uh, second time you've been on the uh, Pipeline to Profitability podcast. I'm guessing the first time was maybe just after you came to visit me in Australia, probably around 2013, which was the early days of the podcast. So uh, thanks again for doing this. Great to catch up with you at Service World last week. And uh, I'd love to uh, let our listeners know what's going on in your life and what's happening with uh, Power Selling Pros and and the amazing coaching that you provide the industry. Power Selling Pros is doing great. Uh, we've got over a thousand trainees in our program. We uh, have been around for almost 15 years, which is crazy to think about. Wow. Yeah. Um, I mean, when we first started, it was, it was just me. Right. And yeah. then I hired, then I hired my little brother. I remember the first uh, paycheck I, I wrote for him. It was a check for $20. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, and then uh, Barry, Barry Gates came came on after that, and the three of us were um, at the University of Utah. They had a a, a startup business incubator, um, and at that, it was just basically a building where they uh, provided offices, and they had a couple of professors that would come in periodically and and tell us how to run a business. I, in fact, I can remember one of them telling me that uh, I needed to, to know how to uh, use Excel and that any business owner who's a business owner needs to know how to use Excel and needs to know their numbers. Uh, well, I still don't know Excel. <laughs> and um, as far as numbers go, I know that black is good and red is bad. So yeah. <laughs> good so stuff. yeah, it's yeah, great stuff. Great stuff. I'm sure a, he's lesson still in, uh, a, le- a lesson in a uh, lesson in business economics and math, right? Thank you for that, Brigham. <laughs> you bet. You bet. <laughs> but but since then, uh I can remember I can remember my little brother listening to phone calls. He would listen to phone calls and save certain calls for coaching purposes, and I'd be the coach and and Barry would watch, right? Uh, this is how it went for the first few months. And then after that, Barry took over, started coaching and, and I started selling. So I was the salesperson, Barry was the coach and, and Nathan was the call monitor. Well, today we have uh, uh, an entire staff of call monitors, an entire staff of coaches. Um, and uh, it's, it's been a whirlwind. It's, it's been an absolute ride and, and, and a blessing um, in my life. That's and it's big. been so great. Yeah. It's been okay. so great to get to know the industry. And of course, being able to go to Australia, that was one of the highlights. Now, I should have spent more time um, enjoying the scenes, but I was so focused on business back then that uh, you were I give, didn't give myself time. And you still are. So I just want to I want to turn the clock back to uh, when we first met and um, uh, the amazing service that you provided, not just for me, my companies, and and many clients down under. Now, from memory, we met 
either it was either at a service roundtable or a comfort tech trade show. Um, and also there was a mutual friend being Grant Harris from Plumber Marketing who always said, Alan, most important thing you must do is to listen to your phone calls. You need to know what's going on with those calls. And then somehow we met and uh, we we got to become friends and not, not just down under, but also, and you, you as I said, you visited uh, my companies back, I think it was around 2012 when I hosted the Service Roundtable International event um in sydney which was fun you you were one of the keynote speakers from memory along with short fella mark madison and, and and matt michelle and and a few of the greats and kenny chapman was there as well but um so back to um i, I tend to go off track and i need to bring myself back on track <laughs> Jim Hinshaw listening was there to too. phone calls that's yeah. where we were going so let's let's expand on that and our previous podcast by the way, is one of my favorites. And uh, and and we talk about what you guys do and how listening to phone calls is so important. Yeah. I mean, look, if if you're spending money on marketing and 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 every company is, um, you you gotta make sure that the person who's receiving the call, receiving the lead is is performing at extremely high level. And our goal is for them to uh, create a wow experience for the customer. Um, we, we use a tool called the pattern for excellence. Some look at it and see, oh, this, this is a wheel. And yeah, it looks like a wheel. And it doesn't matter what it looks like. It, what, what matters is what it does for you and your team. Once your team masters the pattern for excellence, when they are very positive and upbeat over the phone. And what I mean by that is, is that their energy is electric. It's contagious. And you can feel it, right? It's just oozing out of them. And, and uh, it kind of just, it, it, uh, it's, it's like a magnetism that pulls you towards them, wants you to, you, you want to listen, right? You want to, hey, what's, what's going to happen? What's next? I just love this person's energy, everything about them. They come across with a lot of preparation, a lot of confidence. And if you've just got preparation and confidence, uh, it's amazing how uh, uh, you don't have to be perfect, right? If you're confident, boy, you're good, right? The customer is going to feel really comfortable about uh, the person that they're talking to. You've got to have great listening skills. You've got to show them that you're listening over the phone uh, with a lot of rephrasing and uh, and uh, showing them that you're listening and, and uh, empathizing, reassuring them that they've called the right place, uh, focusing in on what you can do as opposed to what you cannot do. Uh, asking for the appointment. That's that's one of the crazy ones. People do not ask for the appointment. They just answer the customer's questions. Don't just do that. Ask questions of your own. In fact, the one who controls the call is the one who's, who's asking questions. So when would you like us to come out is the right question. Even if your book's solid, it's the right question. In fact, we can talk about how to book it, even if your book's solid. But then you build value before you present a dispatch fee. And, and of course, you express gratitude at the end of the phone call. If you master that pattern, you're going to book the call, you're going to wow the customer. And that's what you should be looking for when listening to phone calls so if you know in your heart of hearts that as a business owner you're not going to listen to your calls then you should definitely get somebody to do it for you i don't know who that could possibly be <laughs> uh, first name starts with a b last name is a b um, company has a p and an s and a p in it you got it we'll you get back it. to that <laughs> so look um fantastic thank you for for that and i want to go a little bit deeper and and i remember i mean i can remember the the strangest things i can remember the things we talked about on the podcast 
10 years ago and I haven't listened to that podcast for a few years, but um, but if I get asked to go and get some milk from the shop, I always seem to forget. So funny <laughs> how the memory works, right? But um, so one of the things we discussed, and I am going to go back and listen to the podcast, the previous, and, and, and share it with um, everyone that wants to listen to it, is talking about the numbers, the cost, the cost to get a phone call. I think it's probably, if it's not 10 times dearer now, it's a lot, a lot dearer than it was back in the day. I remember when we were buying uh, leads via Google AdWords for 15 bucks. And I think now mm -hmm. that same lead is at least 10 times more. So the cost yeah. of the call versus the actual conversion rate of the CSRs, the customer service represent re representatives, I'd like to spend a bit of time on that because if more contractors realized what it friggin' cost to get that phone to ring, they would be engaging. I forget the name of the company. I think it's got a P and an S and a P in it, maybe power selling pros, something like that. So I, I certainly don't know any that. other. Let's discuss this, shall we? Yeah. So the the average call conversion in the industry, believe it or not, is about 50%. Now I know that listeners um, tuning into this podcast are going, wow, that's, that may be true of the industry, but it's certainly not true of me. Well, if you are not listening to your calls on a regular basis, if they're not being tracked on a regular basis, it may be, it may be less than 50%. Yeah. There are times where we find uh, that it's much, much less than that. Mm. Um, so, but I'm, I'm willing to bet that most of, most of your listeners are, are, are booking more than 50%. And if that, and that's true, let's say it's 60% of your calls. So let's take, and, and, and I, and I love that, that, that for those of you who are just listening, Alan is, is just nodding, nodding his head left to right. There's no way it's, it's any more than that, but Hey, let's give you the benefit of the doubt, right? Let's say that you are booking 60% of your phone calls. Um, let's say that you get 30 phone calls in a day, each day. And this is for the sake of simple math, right? And if you're booking 60% of those, that's about 15 calls. 15 calls a day, 15, uh, maybe a little bit more, but, but it's around there, right? And let's say that your average ticket's $500. Now on a service call, it may be less than 500 bucks, but on a replacement call, it's going to be a whole lot more than that. So let's just say for the sake of simple math, that it's $500 uh, per call that it's worth, right? So um, when you do the math at the end of the year, you're going to be making about $2.2 million, which is fine. I mean, hey, $2.2 million, that's your $2 million company. Let's say that you, uh, instead of booking 60% of your phone calls, you book 85% of your phone calls, okay? So instead of booking in the teens, whether it's 15, 16, um, in fact, if I do the math in my head, it's probably 18 calls that you're booking at 60%. But if you book at 85%, you're booking 25.5 of those calls. So 25.5 out of the 30 phone calls that you get a day. Same math, okay? Your $500 uh, per call is going to be there at the end of the year, instead of making 2.2, you're making 3.3 million. So in other words, you make an extra million dollars just by booking 85% of your phone calls instead of 60. So you spend money on advertising. Your objective is to book as many calls as you possibly can. And, and you guys booking the call is, is it should be a given. Okay. You don't want to just book the call. Your objective is to be the only one that goes out to the customer's home. Now, if you're the only one that goes out, what are the chances you make in a sale? Pretty darn good. 
So our goal is to create such an amazing experience over the phone that that customer, when they hang up, it's like 911. You dial 911, there's no 912. Help us on the way. Now, I don't know if 911 is, is the same in Australia as it is here in, in the United States, but you know, it's an emergency call. It's, an, it's, it's a call where, where somebody's in trouble and, and they have no AC, they have no heat, uh, or they've got water uh, leaking out from their, their um, hot water system and their hot water heater and it's not working the way that it should. It's a 911 call. It's an emergency call. And if you're getting one of those, you should create such an amazing experience for that customer that when they hang up, they don't need to call anybody else. It's funny. The person who goes out, the technician that you send out, doesn't want to be one of five bits. And weirder than that, the homeowner doesn't want five bits. They feel like they have to have five bits. Now, if the CSR, the person who's answering the phone, can create such an amazing experience, such a wow experience with the phone, that when they hang up, guess what? Their shopping is, it's over. It's done. They're done. They're working with you because you've gained their trust. You've showed them the value and, and uh, they like you. If you can do those things over the phone, man, it changes the world. Fantastic. So I'd like to, um, thanks for sharing the math. And, you know, there's a couple of ways to look at it. Um, not, not just the extra revenue. And I, I like to also look at, you know, as, as I hinted, the actual cost to generate the call. And most contractors, not all, you know, I work with uh, some of the best contractors on the planet. And we were surrounded by a few of them um, in Phoenix last week. And, you know, the, the thing is with Phoenix, there's, you know, we, we've got companies there that are doing north of 400 million a year. There's, um, you know, mm -hmm. we, we're talking um, Gettle, uh, Ken Goodrich, and then uh, Parker and Sons, a $200 million a year company, and uh, and Tommy Mello, A1 Garage Doors, which I you know, was blessed to have spent some time with, um, 200 million a year. So, we, we were amongst some pretty serious company in Phoenix last week. And uh, the level um, of the companies at that event is, would you agree, in the top, if not the top 1%, maybe the top 2% of the industry? Um, yeah, for sure. And so, you know, saying that, you know, we're surrounded by all these great companies and, you um, and, you know, they're, they're doing things a little bit differently, right? So for everyone that's listening to this podcast, I'd like to think they're in the top 2% of, of their market. So what's what's something um, that, what's what's some words of wisdom or some, some, some great insight that we can share that's going to help them besides using you guys, which is a given, power selling pros, I think it was. Uh, what's something else we can send their way that's going to help to improve on that conversion rate because really that's what it comes down to right yeah i mean conversion rate with the calls yeah if they're using the pattern for excellence they're booking 90 95 percent of phone calls Wow. I mean, for, for these, for these individuals, um, that, you know, they probably have a team that they're training, that they're working with on a regular basis. They have a vision. I mean, if you're, if you're, if you're talking about the Tommy Mellows of the world and, and, uh, the Paul Kelly's, they're going to have a really good company culture. The thing that's going to put them over the top in their call center, um, uh, in my opinion 
is a tool that's been proven over the last 15 years since we started. If they bring in the pattern for excellence and they use it on a regular basis, some of you, Alan, we have CSRs that are booking 100% of their phone calls for certain stints. They wow. may go two or three weeks where um, they're just booking every call that comes in. Now, there's going to be a, a call here and there because nobody's perfect. Everybody has a bad day where, where they know they could have done better and they probably pick out the call themselves. In fact, when we're coaching them, they sometimes say, oh man, I knew you were going to pick this call. I'll tell you what was happening to this call. Somebody came and distracted me while I was on the phone and here's what was going on. You know, any number of things. My, my wife called during that phone call. I can show you, I can show you what time they called to show you that that's exactly what happened and they'd explain it. But bottom line is for the most part, for the most part, if they are, if they are applying the pattern for excellence in its entirety, using all eight principles focused on the outcome, um, they're going to be extremely successful. Now there's one other thing. Uh, the best CSRs that I work with are sales oriented. They're not just, they're not just coming into work and reactively taking calls, right. And booking them. They're actually proactively turning calls into something more than what it originally was. So in other words, if a service call comes in and the CSR looks at the notes and notices that the system is 12 years old or older, and they say, hey, Mr. Jones, I'm looking at your notes. I noticed that your system's about 12 years old. You've gotten some great life out of it. Have you considered replacing it as opposed to just fixing it? And then setting up a replacement call in addition to that service call. Those are the types of CSRs that don't just you know, take calls, but they proactively, they proactively increase their own income. They affect their own income because um, they have the right mindset. They have the mindset of a salesperson. Um, if uh, a, a call comes in, uh, say it's a plumbing call, and the CSR looks at the notes and and uh, and can see that we haven't been out for um, an AC tune-up in a while, bringing it up, talking about it, and then then cross-selling proactively working with that customer to take care of all of their needs, getting curious, providing options, uh, being proactive on the call as opposed to just reactive. Those are the types of CSRs that are, are going to change our industry. Fantastic. Um, I, um, you know, some of the things that we did back in the day, and I, I never forget when uh, you remember um, Charlie Greer, Tech Daddy, uh, oh, of course, Char Charlie never came. He never came to Australia for the international roundtable. See, I don't think he liked the competition, um, even though at that time he he was one of the top trainers in the HVAC plumbing electrical space. But when he was with us, working with us, I said to him, Charlie, um, do you do training for CSRs as well? He said, Yeah, yeah, of course. And and he actually created a training system i think he called it who answers the phone was actually was created at omega headquarters back in around 2000 and it was around 2012 somewhere like that and, about and that? one of the things that i i remember when um you know we talked about his program was having a clear job description and a role description for a csr and um, it was really simple. It was book the call, period. That was it. <laughs> so, uh, so anyone that wants to shorten their job descriptions and really, and the other thing too is he got, 
rear vision mirrors and put them in the and, and, and sat them on the the CSR's desk so they can look and 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 see make sure they were smiling. So happy face, great attitude, and book the fucking call. <laughs> Sorry, I, see I, that. I, I didn't. <laughs> that wasn't part of the job description. I just threw that in as added value, right? <laughs> I can see that on a on a wristband. Book <laughs> the fucking call. Yeah. Well, period. That when it come when it really boils down to it, that's really what it's all about, right? For sure. For sure. But uh, get that call booked. So, uh, look, this has been fun. Um, as you know, we've had a lot of fun together over the years, and uh, and at some of the events that we've been part of. So. What else besides using um, the amazing um, program that you have with Power Selling Pros and the Circle of Excellence, and and uh, you know we, we've we've invested in you guys for many years with your training, and as I said, I've recommended many companies. Um, so what what's something else that we can give our podcast listeners that's gonna have them? going yes that's that's just what i need right now yeah before the uh podcast we were talking about some of my favorite books okay um, that uh i, that I like to read you know i haven't come to the book section yet but okay <laughs> is that all right <laughs> not really but since, you, since you've started <laughs> well i can wait ellen i can no, be patient your game but that's the... you've, you've, you've <laughs> opened that tin of worms now you know um one of the greatest salesmen of all time and i usually ask this in in my trainings these days who do you, who do you feel is the greatest salesman of all time and, and of course uh, a lot of industry names come up um, and, and I always say close, close. No, that they, they, he's a good one. Yeah. Fantastic. He's amazing. Right. Jeff Gittimers and, and Zig Ziglar's and all the rest. And I say, yeah, you're, you're really close. And then finally I say, no, the best salesman ever is Sam. I am. And everybody's going, well, who the heck is Sam? I am. Well, um, Dr. Seuss, it's a Dr. Seuss book, green eggs and ham. Look, if you can sell green eggs and ham, that's pretty amazing. And of course, Sam I am went through 70 objections before he could sell his green eggs and ham. 70. He had he had 15 closes in that book. 15 before he was able to sell. And in the beginning, uh, his customer hated him, couldn't stand him. But by the end, not only did he like the product that he was selling, he liked Sam I am. So Greatest salesman of all time. Well, geez, that's you don't have to go any further than Green Eggs and Ham with Dr. Seuss. Now, the last book that Dr. Seuss uh, wrote was this book right here, which is Oh, the Places You'll Go. Hmm. All right. Now, he's written, as you know, hundreds. I mean, I mean, I don't know if it's a hundred, but lots, lots of children's books. But this book, the reason why I bring it up, Alan, is because uh, if if you're watching the news today, boy, there's there's not just bad things going on, but there's evil things going on. Yeah. And you can get sucked up into it and it can bring you down. Um, and uh, you want to be very, very careful and limit, uh, limit the news, especially these days. Um, and one of the things that I like to do to get my mind right, get my mind back on track is to go back to... Uh, books like Dr. Seuss, because the truth is, is that as long as we continue to focus on what we can control, the good that we bring into the world, boy, 
what a difference we can make. And now this this book right here, All the Places Will You'll Go, it's an awesome book. It talks about ups and downs and twists and turns throughout your life uh, and how to confront all those twists and turns. And at the very end, um, he talks about how you're going to face your, uh, your uh, you know, your, what does he call it? Um, you'll hike far and face up to your problems, whatever they are. Look at this big old monster this little dude is facing up to. Okay. I mean, just a big old monster. Of course, you're going to face all those things. And of course, those things are ultimately going to make you stronger. And in the end, and in the end, this is what it says. I'll just read it to you. So be your name, Buxbum or Bigsby or Bray or Mordecai, Ali, Von, Alan, O'Shea. You're off to great places. Today is your day. Your mountain's waiting. So, so, so get on your way. This is a great book. You know, we got things to do. We got places to go. We've got an industry to change, right? We have people to inspire in our communities. And uh, it is extremely important for us to focus in on what we can control and the good that we're bringing into the world because it's our good that will combat that evil and any other evil that comes our way. Love that, Brigham. Thank you for, uh, for throwing the book in uh, early, but that's okay. I just had <laughs> I had a question that's been on my mind. Yeah, uh, go ahead. And uh, I'm sure that you know, with with the the power that you bring out of the power selling pros, that you'll you'll have um, an answer to the question. So, the buzzword at the moment, or everyone's talking about AI. And, uh, you know, some experts say that uh, CSRs will be replaced by AI. And and I, I'm not buying into it, um, although I think that the smart companies that use AI will use it in a way to aid their CSRs. Because I, I, I still believe that in the industry that we're in, people still want to talk to people, right? So I'd like your view on that. Maybe spend a couple of minutes talking about how AI is changing the industry. And maybe I've already answered your question. Maybe not. So over to you. Well, um, what they say about AI um, and CSRs is absolutely 100% true unless CSRs step up their game. All right. If, if CSRs continue to be reactive when calls come in, uh, and all they do is book the call. Um, AI, um, if they haven't taken over yet, they will take over. A CSR needs to do more than just book the call. They need to wow the customer. They need to make sure that by the time they're done, that, they're, that their company is the only one going out to the home. And they need to be proactive. Um, and here's what I mean by being proactive. And, and I've touched on it a little bit earlier in this podcast, but let me be as clear as I can be. Um, a CSR, the best CSRs are sales oriented. When that phone call comes in, we're taking care of the customer's emotional need. Customer has an emotional need. They need to feel understood. They need to feel cared about. They need to feel reassured that they've called the right place. It's going to be very hard for AI to do that, especially when I know I'm talking to a robot. I know that even if that robot shows that it's listening, shows that it cares and it reassures me, I still know that it's a robot. So all those things, all those emotional needs that I have, are, those, those needs aren't being met. I need to speak to a human for that. So as long as the, as the CSR is phenomenal at 
understanding, caring, reassuring in the beginning of that phone call. As long as they take a look at the situation, take a look at the customer situation, and they're able to see what their needs are. For example, just like I said before, if a system is older than 10 years, it is absolutely okay um, for a CSR to say, hey, Mr. Jones, I am looking at your notes and I noticed that your system is uh, over 10 years old. You've gotten some great life out of it. Have you ever considered replacing it? And if you have the ability to turn that service call into a replacement call, guess what? You cannot be replaced. You now become indispensable as a CSR because there is no way AI can do that. They may be able to do that in 100 years, but not today. Nice. And that's what your objective is. Not just, uh, I mean, if, if you want to sell um, service agreements over the phone, Mr. Jones, I'm looking at your notes. We've been out to your home a couple of times in the last year and a half. I noticed that you still don't have a club membership with us. Why not? Was that hard? I just simply said, hey, why not? Well, geez, I don't know why I don't have a service agreement. Well, it's pretty awesome. We come out in the spring, we come out in the fall. We make sure it's running at peak efficiency. And the best part about it is it keeps things like this. You know, the thing that you're dealing with right now from happening. Isn't that the best time to sell a service agreement when they're feeling the emotional angst? Their system's not working. They don't have any hot water. The angst is there. A technician comes in, he fixes the problem. Now the emotional angst is gone and then he tries to sell a service agreement. Is that not the worst time to sell a service agreement? You want to sell that service agreement when they're feeling the emotional angst. Why not do it over the phone? If a CSR begins to do that, again, that's not something AI can do. That's what a CSR needs to do. They need to do things AI cannot do. And that's how they not only keep their job, but they affect their own income. They become, they make it a career instead of a, a job. Right. Fantastic. Um, is something that you guys do, do you, with the companies you work with, do you work with the uh, management to help put incentive plans in place for the, for the team? Is that something that you guys do? You make recommendations? Yeah. So yeah. we build ladders uh, for CSRs. Our goal is to keep them in the call center. Um, CSRs for whatever reason, or just, Anybody, a technician feels like, oh, I got to move up the ladder. I need to be a manager. Or I need to be a, uh, I need to be a boss. Or I need to, you know, heaven forbid, I need to go have my own company, which happens all the time. What we need to do is we need to change that mindset so that they stay in the thing that we need them to do, in the role that we want them to do. And so, sure, if a CSR needs to feel like they're moving up, that they feel progress, there's lead coordination where you're uh, re replacing, where you focus on a replacement uh, calls as opposed to service calls. There's dispatching where you're working more with the technicians um, as well as customers. Uh, but the objective is to keep the team that you've been training and monitoring inside the call center. So you want to build a ladder that keeps some them there. Okay. Same thing with technicians and comfort advisors. We want to have ladders that keep them in the thing that they do extremely well, not just in there, but actually happy being there, progressing, being there, making more money and having more responsibility in those, in those, in those roles. And so our goal is to create a ladder that keeps them where we need them to be. That way it's a win for the owner and a win for them. Fantastic. Thank you again, Brigham. This has been uh, great. And um, definitely uh, those that, are looking at um, that know their numbers. I mean, this is this is the challenge with a lot of companies. They really, really do need to know the. You know, I, I was taught um, years ago that you need to know your um, 
the, the types of calls that are coming in. You've got unique and your non-unique calls. And then by knowing those numbers, um, you then work on, you know, what we've only got a 50% conversion. A lot of companies I work with ain't at 50% uh, conversion um, because you know yourself that, and a lot of consumers just tell me how much it is already. How much do you charge per hour? All of the things that you guys uh, combat. But um, look, I won't go any further now because we're nearly at the end of the show. Now's the time where I ask you, is there a good book that you could recommend? But uh, you killed that. So now. Hey, Alan. <laughs> hey, Alan, I can I tell you what. Um We'll just You've do it. You've got we'll another book you want to share, right? It's your book. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll share that. I'll share that in just a minute. Um, cool. Let me let me uh, answer the questions in reverse order. Uh, you asked a question before about uh, a little tidbit that every business owner should know, and then of course I shared the book. So instead, why don't I um, why don't I give you something now that every business owner should know? Um, the best type of salespeople are the ones that are able to sell without letting the customer know that they're selling. Mm. You see, people hate to be sold. Nobody wants to yep. be sold. Yep. But everyone, everyone loves to buy, right? Exactly. According to Jeff Gittimer. Um, and, and, and so what we want to do moving forward is we want to train people, hire and train people that already have a fantastic attitude that already are um, um, upbeat and are focusing in on, on uh, feeding their mind with the right types of things. They've got it together, right? When you have those individuals, when you're hiring for those types of individuals, well, then they can, they can play virtually any role in your company, any customer facing role. Here's what I mean by that. I was at an event uh, a couple weeks ago and it was really cool. Uh, Weldon Long was there. Drew Cameron was there. Um, some great, great trainers in our industry. And uh, I asked the audience while I was speaking, when I, when I was addressing to them, I asked them, hey, how many, how many of you guys have worked with Power Slam Pros before? And it was funny because there was only a few that raised their hands when I asked the group. And I couldn't believe it. There was only a few in the, in, in the group that would admit that they work with us. And so I started going table to table at lunch. There's about 25 tables in the room. And crazy thing, there was one of our customers on every table. And so I asked them, what the heck is going on? Well, come to find out that they were afraid I was going to have them come to the front and demonstrate their, <laughs> their ability. So they were all afraid to raise their hands. I thought that was funny because in our, when we coach over the phone, we have them often practice over and over and over again. So I, th I think they were afraid to, that we would bring them to the front and have them practice in front of everyone. But anyway, I digress. One of the uh, customers that we work with uh, was a comfort advisor. She started out as a CSR. She learned the pattern for excellence. She mastered the pattern for excellence. And she became one of the best comfort advisors in her organization. And I asked her, I said, what do you use today? What do you attribute your success to? And she said, absolutely, the pattern for excellence. I use those principles in the customer's home on a regular basis. And so the point that I'm trying to make here is, is that moving forward, with the advent of AI, with the advent of, of, of uh, intense competition um, that we're experiencing these days, the types of individuals that you want to hire, you want to hire them, it, it, those, those types of people that can sell, those types of people who are not afraid to um, ask the customer what their needs are 
and, and provide options to just get curious, get curious, provide options, get to yes or no. And you'll find that a lot of doors will open up to you and a CSR, maybe a CSR today, but tomorrow they could be a lead coordinator. Tomorrow they could be a selling technician. Tomorrow they could be a comfort advisor. Look at them, hire them from here on out as as possible future comfort advisors and lead coordinators of the future. If you do that, your company is going to grow because you'll have a sales oriented team. And a progression ladder. I've always said um, you've got to, um, you know, a, a really well-run company shows everyone in the company where, you know, their, their future, where they can go, what's the next position. So fantastic. Yeah. Um, appreciate your time, my man. And uh, we're probably just going to, uh conclude oh another book who's the author of that book i wonder <laughs> so i do have a third book it came out a couple weeks ago it's called something to give and it's for leaders um it's a journey to become a leader worth following uh these days i've found in my business um and i own a few businesses um um, with a night answering service, a post-workout recovery company, which we could talk about if you wanted. And, and of course, power selling pros, but, uh, um, it's taken me 15 years to figure it out. But whenever you go to an event, they tell you, Hey, you've got to, you've got to work on your business and not in it. Well, how do you do that? You don't learn how to do that at events. They just tell you that that's what you need to do. Mm. And so what I, what I did in this book is I wrote out how I was able to pull myself out of each of my businesses and let them work all by themselves. And so, um, something to give, you can, you can go to Brigham Dickinson.com. Uh, that's B-R-I-G-H-A-M-D-I-C-K-I-N-S-O-N uh, and dot uh, com. And feel free to go there and you can uh, you can also get it on Amazon or what have you. Um, so, yeah, something to give. There you go. So uh, contact details to get a hold of the great people at Power Selling Pros. Yes. And, um, and also um, you've just given us uh, your um, your personal page to get access to your book i love some of the videos that you've done you're very inspirational um maybe you might want to share are they accessible from your website or is there another place they need to go but let's let's just throw some contact details for everyone and uh, uh we'll we'll conclude for today's podcast yeah sounds great so power selling Mm-hmm. P-O-W-E-R-S-E-L-L-I-N-G-P-R-O-S.com is the best way to get a hold of my team at Power Selling Pros. Especially if you know that you are not going to listen to your phone calls and that you know that they need to be monitored. Um, and, and you know that your call handling team needs to be held accountable on a regular basis. What we do is we coach them one-on-one twice a month using their own phone calls. So we work with your CSRs. Instead of telling you what to do, we're just going to take that responsibility off your plate. We'll do it for you. So we'll, we'll coach them twice a month for about a half hour. Uh, they'll listen to their own calls. They'll pick out the things that they need to do better. And then the, their coach will work with them on improving that through practice and role-playing and so on and so forth. It's a, it's a phenomenal uh, uh, service. And we guarantee that you'll book at least 85% of your phone calls with, with those coaching services. So beautiful. Um, 
that's a good thing to have. Um, videos, uh, we do have a YouTube page. You can type in Brigham Dickinson on on YouTube, and you'll and you'll pull up a bunch of videos. If you'd like something more formal, when you go to Power Sling Pros, just ask about how to get more training videos uh, that you can use in your uh, technician meetings, as well as your CSR meetings that you do either Tuesday morning or Thursday morning or what have you. Um, and we do have an online training platform that uh, that you can get as well. Um, at a very effective cost. It's, 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 uh, I, I can't remember the exact price, but it's, I think it's like a hundred bucks a month or something simple like that. Nice. So, yeah. Thanks again, my man. Uh, you really do appreciate you and everything you do for the industry. And uh, yeah, I just want to uh, thanks again, after the 10 year break and uh, maybe we'll do this again shortly because I think there's a lot more, actually there is a lot more, um, of what you do for the industry that we can share with our listeners. So thanks Brigham. And uh, thanks everyone for uh, tuning in to another episode of pipeline to profitability over and out my man.